Public speaking is our topic today. How are you bringing your best self to the table? I'm Charlene and joined by Hala. Two Minds Today with Charlene and Hala. Hey folks, I love this topic, Charlene, public speaking. It's near and dear to my heart, and especially these days, we sort of feel like everyone's got to have a I went down like a rabbit hole of these new Facebook reels of um, basically like it's TikTok on Facebook, which I never had TikTok before. And it is a lot of people just putting themselves out there in the best light. So I feel like now more than ever, people are are almost practically are practicing public speaking without even maybe knowing it because they're doing it in, you know, in, in private almost. Right. Even though it's broadcasted to the world, people are presenting like their TikTok dance with so much energy and spirit and positivity. It, it was interesting to go down that rabbit hole. I totally agree with you. It's so interesting that you say that because I think of that, um, in the sense of how I think just about every person is an amateur photographer and a model these days, yeah, right? Like 16 year old kids know the perfect angle of how they should position their face and how to hold the camera. So it is true. Probably a lot of tips that people didn't use to truly understand and internalize with respect to public speaking, they can for sure connect to now, because like you said, they're practicing it every day on some level. Well, it's remember, I remember when I was a teenager, I was told to practice my speech in front of a mirror. And now almost that's what all of these recording vices are, right? We're, we're in selfie mode. We're looking at ourselves while we're doing it. And, um, and I, I remember so clearly, did you ever practice any of your speeches in front of a mirror? I did. And I also even put like all the stuffed animals out on the, on the bed. <laughs> So that you would get used to an audience and project yourself to inanimate objects, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's so funny. I think, so I think like that brings us to like what makes you feel comfortable. Right. And one, I would say when I'm giving a speech, the most basic thing is I have to know what I'm talking about. Now we can definitely go into fake it till you make it, but at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable and presenting something that you feel good about. I agree with you 100%. The most important thing when you're public speaking, in my opinion, is to really know what you're what you need to write, what you need to talk about. And you have to write it down, write down the outline, write it down word for word if you need to. Um, but ultimately, though, after you have it prepared to that level, the goal is to be able to present it without actually reading it off that piece sure. of paper. Um, so what are you, what do you do in order to avoid that? I know I have some, some tricks that I use. How do you avoid reading off the paper, Charlene? So I actually try, uh, and not, uh, so it depends on what, oh, that's a great question, right? So what I think I try and turn it into stories, right? Like, so that you can get it down to tell the story about whatever, the turtle, this, that. So you're more looking at bullet points. I, I know when I was a really young, I heard a politician speak and they left their note card on um, whatever the podium and it had like six words written on it. And I thought that was so interesting. And that's probably best what you want to get it down to just trigger words um, to help you know exactly what you want to say. 
as opposed to a detailed speech that you're really crafting every single word, that's going to be much harder to memorize. That That's so true. Now, sometimes when I have like really important events to plan for, I do write that detailed speech, right? Yes, I write the I do entire too. thing yeah. out and then I back out of it and I write the outline of it and I highlight the most important sentences. And then when you practice it a dozen times, what ends up happening is you internalize the, the words and it'll come out and you'll realize after a while, even if you're not saying it exactly the same words, once you've practiced it so many times, even when it's like a word off, you're doing a great job. Um, I will say it's different if you're like president of the United States or something right. like that, which is why they have the teleprompters because God forbid you say your and in the wrong spot and that's going to make international news. But most of us, we're not in that situation and that, that's why we don't need a teleprompter. And if you say one word one way or another, it doesn't matter. So um, definitely get that speech down to outline form. Yes, there is also a lot of low-level teleprompters, right? A lot of iPhones and iPads um, can sort of act as teleprompters these days. So if you are giving that high-level speech, figure out, you know, is there a way for you to sort of fake the teleprompter? But I would almost say that how you say something is possibly more important than what you say, depending on the situation. Well, they've, they've actually done a lot of studies on that very point. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that people don't remember what you say, but they remember what you look like and the feeling you gave them when you said it. So, yeah, the feeling you gave them. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. So, um, when you're up in front of a ton of people, what you know, what is it about your your stance and your posture, and like how how do you present yourself, Charlene, to give that to give that so, good feeling to people? Yeah, so I think. For the most part, I'm a fairly, um, I, know, I was going to use the word informal or casual, but that's not it. I'm maybe a personable speaker. I'm always the person that if I can, I would go in front of the podium as opposed to behind, um, build relationships with the audience. If I know anyone in the audience and I, you know, I, I was giving a presentation the other day and I came up to a section where each person had it, it referred to different stories. And I was like, oh, you know, John, you like when you did X, right? So I really try and pull the audience in and call out different people, certainly if you can. And that obviously only works if you're giving it to an audience that you know. Um, but for me personally, my style is, is much more... Um, conversational in I guess I would say it's about the connectivity but each person is different right you have to right. know what works for you I you know I I do think that people enjoy listening to someone that they that they feel that sense of connection to um the only caveat I would give is be careful not to um not to take connection and informality and mix that up with a too much self-deprecation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people are there because they want to listen to someone who's got some knowledge base that they don't have, that has some authority that they don't have. So um, make sure to own that, right? And 
if you are yeah. uncomfortable giving it to yourself, a person who's introducing you should should give that to you because people don't want their time wasted. And you are taking valuable time that people have and saying, hey, listen to me, focus everything you have on me. So um, I agree with you, Charlene. I tend to be an informal speaker as well. And uh, that's the only thing like we just need to be careful of, I think, as an informal well- speaker. Yeah. And, I, and you definitely don't want to like break the fine line of too casual, too friendly, right? When I'm calling John out, it has nothing to do with what he did Saturday night or anything else. It's only if it's in a very business appropriate way, right? Right. You never would want to embarrass anybody else or yourself at all. I, um, and I, I will say when you talk about self-deprecation, I think women tend to do it quite a bit, actually. And um, I, uh, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I felt like I was the qualifier police. Women have a tendency to qualify what they say, right? Well, they'll say a statement and say, well, what do you think? Or I'm not sure, but, or um, I was thinking maybe this, right? We qualify so many of our statements as opposed to just speaking them and saying them with authority and putting a period on it. That's true. Yeah, women definitely have a different uh, line to walk than men do when it comes to uh, displaying themselves in a position of authority. Um, Charlene, let me ask you a question. It's a little bit different than what we've been on. Um, I think in America, and I do think this is somewhat cultural specific, there almost seems to be like this unspoken rule of tell a joke at the beginning of your speech. That's so funny. <laughs> what do you um, think about that? Okay, so I so I might be in the minority. So look, a good joke, a good story, I'm all in for. Anything that is cringy, um, I you kind of have lost me from the beginning. And I think that, I mean, look at the news. I think that you have to be really careful of who you're turning off with your jokes, even the ones that are maybe used to be funny. I mean, if I get cringy in the first second, I'm out. But if you're telling a cool story or an anecdote or a joke that actually is funny for everyone, I think it could be a good icebreaker. What do you think? I mean, that's, gosh, it's such an interesting point that you're making um, because humor, there, like, there is a kind of humor police out there right now if you're looking at it in a negative way or alternatively, like we're living in a moment in time where we're so hyper aware of everyone's differences. And you got to be aware when you're putting a group of people in a room together and you're speaking to all of them that you want to resonate with all of them as much as possible. So you have to be extremely careful with your humor. And I think that, Charlene, you've made such a good point. And I think that even goes beyond public speaking, right? In right. any kind of business transaction that you have, I'm yes. not saying there's not a place for humor, but you really need to know your audience to know what is resonating without hurting or offending someone. Because the last thing you want is someone to call you out on an offense that you didn't mean to make and has nothing to do with anything. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's uh, Who knows how we'll see people starting their speeches now. <laughs> I love a good anecdote. But, but, I, but I realized like I'm a story person, as I kind of said at the beginning of this. I love listening to stories. Um, I love listening to podcasts. 
and I, and so that you're, you're not alone, right? I don't think you're alone because as a teacher, right? As an educator, I've been in the classroom for many years at, at different points in my life. Um, you make, you drive the point home with a story. People right. are more likely to remember a story than they're to remember. These are the five bullet points that you need to, to know, you know, whatever the topic is, right? Like, right. That's what you're going to remember. You're going to remember a story because it helps you place it. They even say, like, if you're trying to remember a list, for example, a good mnemonic device is to create a story about these random list of foods that you want to buy at a supermarket, let's say. So um, a story is how we connect to each other and how we connect to the world. So um, I agree with you. Stories, it's not just you, Charlene. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, so, all right. So let's take a, take a step back and, and wrap up for today. So for public speaking, one, know your content, know your audience. Um, two, what would you say is another big takeaway for today? I would say practice, 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 practice to the point where you get it down to bullet points. And the hot tip of the day from Charlene is you can have a teleprompter too. You can. (laughs) You absolutely can. And I would say, you know, going back old school, doing it in front of a mirror, in front of a camera, in front of everything, watching it back, making sure, same as last week, right? Making sure you are projecting the image you want to project um, is going to be key, but be confident. And if you're being asked to speak, I'd like to kind of leave everyone with this. If you're being asked to speak, it's because people already see value in you. They are already your cheerleaders and they're behind you. And I think that's a place that you want to start from member because you may have nervous energy, but if you're, you're already there, right? We, not everybody is asked to speak in public. And so it's, take that authority and put your best foot forward and, and you'll be awesome. I love that. It's so true, Charlene. It's so true because people, people don't think they're worthy of that moment and that space. And the reality is you are, which is why, just like you said, which is why you're being asked to, to teach and educate others, which is, which is what you're doing when you're public speaking, no matter what, even if it is as simple as, can everybody please file into the other room, you know? Right, right. <laughs> no, absolutely. All right. So we'll see you next time. And uh, we believe in you. So, you know, you can believe in yourself too. Thanks for joining. Thanks all. Take care. Thanks for Bye. Bye-bye. See you next time on Two Minds Today. Like and subscribe. <laughs>